You are listening to episode 75 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hey there, I am so excited to be back. We've taken a break from producing the Playing Flop podcast for the last month, but we are very excited to be back and to be bringing you what we're bringing you in the upcoming months as we move forward and take on the second half of 2021. We know that great leaders care for and are connected to the people who they lead. And that it's that connection that makes sport teams win, organizations great, marriages strong, and even our families stay together. But do you know what kills connection faster than anything else? It's judgment. When we judge, we kill connection, whether it's our workplaces, family members, colleagues, partners, friends, even our children. If we're judging them, we distance ourselves from them. And often we do this at the time and the moments when we need to be most connected. And yet being not judgmental is hard for many of us. Some of us see justifying our judgments as our responsibility, as our special talent, as our habit. And because judging has been so basic in our lives, since we were children, when we started to discern if things are good or bad, this is ugly, pretty, this is wrong or right, we don't even realize that we do it. It's very subtle. We know that connection builds trust and the trusting spaces, and that trusting spaces are a prerequisite to strong leadership and to healthy, intimate relationships. And yet, judgment destroys that like I said, quicker than anything else. It closes people off at times when they need to open up. And it's impossible to create what you really want when judgment is present both at your work or in your home. And that's why in today's episode, I thought it was really important to show you how to know when you are in a judgment zone, when you're judging a situation or a person and to give you the ways to release your judgment before it harms these most important areas of your work and your life. This episode is so essential if you are looking to go to the next level, to elevate yourself, or simply to live your most fulfilling work and life, the one that you want I'm going to share my perspective on the topic, and then I'm going to share what I've learned personally by noticing judgment. And I'm going to use the exact steps I use and have used, and I'll share those with you 
so that anytime you're starting to feel the judgment come on, how you can use it to be, to amplify in so many areas of your life. And I'll show you what I mean and some of the proof of that. Releasing judgment is something I have to say that I'm still practicing. And specifically after seeking to create more judgment-free zones in certain areas of my life, I started to notice how many places I have for improvement and that I am still practicing and the opportunities that I have to enhance my relationships with some of the most important people in my world. I was listening to the inner conversations of a sports team recently, which had a national winning record for the last five years. But then last year, the team did not have a winning season. And in the exact moment where connection was needed most, they did the very thing that killed any connection that they had. They began judging each other and fault finding and criticizing, and it created a bigger chasm until the team ended up breaking down and the players scattered and left. The judgment killed their connection and ultimately broke down their team and any future success. And I give this example, but this happens in organizations and in marriages, and it holds back leaders as well. But when we understand what judgment is really about, not what we think it's about or what we've been trained to believe about it, and then why and how we use it and how we can transform and release it, then ooh, then we got the secret sauce. Then we can actually lead these teams that we lead and build these families and marriages and relationships that work and that last and most importantly, that bring us our natural, peaceful state and our joy. Okay, here's the biggest mistake that we make. Listen closely because this is where we all go wrong. We erroneously believe that judgment and justifying our judgments will bring us peace. That once we justify how wrong a situation or another person is, that we will actually feel better and that we'll be able to then escape any of the immediate pain or fear or threat or anxiety that we feel. That is the mistake. Think about the last time you were judging someone. Maybe you got on the phone or you found someone in your house or at your workplace to go justify your judgment to, to pile on why you were right and another person or situation is so wrong. And if you're able to go back and recall that moment, Maybe now you recall how you felt after you went on about this situation. Did you feel at peace like you thought you would? Did you feel better? If you're like me and most others, actually, I will say everybody, and I can explain why, you didn't because our natural state is not to be in judgment. We weren't born as judges, as little babies. We didn't wake up and start judging things. But when you judge, the most, well, I answered when I asked that question the most often is that they, they, we oftentimes we feel a little drained. Sometimes people will say they gave so much energy that and expended it. They feel a headache coming on. They're confused with what their next step is, annoyed that there's still no resolve. My point is peace is never 
the byproduct of judgment. It's not what it is that you will have experience. And here's the thing. When someone disappoints, irritates, or angers us, our normal reaction and the easiest thing for us to do is to go judge them, right? What we don't realize is that in that moment that we judge, the reason that we're actually doing it is to self-protect and to distract us from feeling a pain that we have felt in the past that's seemingly very similar to the one that we're experiencing in this moment and that we're judging. I know that's heavy. That's big. That might be really new. Wow. Big stuff. What I'm saying is that this situation of this person is bringing up some pain you've already had. And we try to use the judgment in a way to say, heck no, I'm not feeling that again. Here's, here's my little mechanism. This is the way this is going to all roll. I'm going to jump on this fast. I'm going to be a heavy offense, you know, as my defense. And that way judgment becomes part of our self-protection. It would actually be great if in this moment you even judged me for saying this to you and that you judge what I'm saying, because then you would have your personal experience to work with as I show you some of the steps. You can feel that it's actually, our judgment comes from not really our, our cortex, not our, not our thinking part of us and our logical part. It's actually coming from a feeling, a feeling of being threatened and pain where, where we once experienced that before. So now our, our system has been, is hypervigilant and is using judgment as its throwdown way of protecting itself from feeling that again. So our judgments about others are really actually directed against ourselves. And when you find yourself believing that judging or attacking someone else brings you what you want, remember that you are always attacking yourself first. Everything we think and judge acts like a boomerang. And when we send out judgments, they come back at us. And I'll show you specifically and give you an example of that in a minute here. But you, we all know that, you know, the examples of ju- judgment, they, they come so easily all day long. Some of the ones I've just heard recently that, you know, my spouse doesn't do as much as I do. I had a person judging because she doesn't split the commissions on the deal as that the other person thinks they should be. You know, we judge the waitress has had bad service. We judge that another family isn't handling the COVID situation the way they should. We judge a kid for being unappreciative. We judge someone for cutting us off in traffic. We can judge another person who took our exercise spot. Have you ever done that? Maybe we judge the company for not choosing us for a position or paying us what we're worth. These are all judgments. You and I know we both have done them. I've heard these around a lot. Just lately, I started taking notice this this last month of, of judgment and the pain. And in several conversations, like I said, over these last couple of months or weeks, I noticed a theme that is holding really good leaders back from the connection they want in their relationships, both at work and home. And their judgment of situations was amplifying the very thing they said they didn't want by continuing to break down the communication and the connection, making the chasm bigger instead of smaller. And it brought down their vibe and it created a mindset that wouldn't even allow them to see solutions 
to the problem that they were coming to solicit because they were so wanting to prove and be justified in their judgment that they couldn't see. I'm going to share a personal example to show you what I mean. Years ago in my first career, there came a point where I knew that the new hires were being paid almost what or maybe more than what I was being paid. And I had had much more experience and achievement and a title at this point. It was several years after I'd been hired. And I recall for months judging this, judging and justifying it for talking about it with colleagues, talking about it with family, talking about it with friends. And then I finally took myself through a process. I woke up and realized that I got really clear on my judgment of the situation and that it had more to tell me about me than actually the thing that I was judging. And the questions I asked myself, you know, after I realized I was in this, you know, basically circle of chasing my tail and never resolving it by just a continual state of judgment is I asked myself, first of all, what does this make me feel? What does this making me feel, the situation make me feel? I did a little bit of self, self awareness and self inquisition, I guess. When I answered that, I realized that I didn't feel respected and I didn't feel appreciated. And that really underneath even that was that I didn't feel that I was important enough or perhaps even enough. And then the next question was, where had I felt that in the past? Where had I felt this pain before this was coming up again? And I realized that I had felt it growing up, that I wasn't important enough and that I had to constantly do more to earn others' attention and earn their respect because on my own, I was not enough. That was what went on in my head. And so then I went even further and I, I thought to myself, well, where am I possibly doing the very thing that I'm judging? You know, we judge, but very often we are doing what we say we're judging against, right? And it was clear to me that I was disrespecting myself and not acknowledging myself as enough by not asking for a raise or seeking a job that did pay me enough than that I believed was what I was worth. And through this line of questioning, I realized that my judgment was actually keeping me from taking the action and getting what I wanted, not the company. And I actually saw the company with compassion. I can remember this just freeing thought, this freedom that came over me that good for them. They're running a business. They're getting someone like me to stay on who's an unbelievable performer at a, at a lower level of, of payment. This was not, I mean, genuinely, this was not a fault. I was able to stop the fault finding. That is what they're supposed to do. That is their, their, their job, in essence. I completely wiped out my judgment of them. I became happier in my role. I asked for what I wanted. I was promoted. I could see the path also to take the action because when I realized I wanted even more, I wasn't stuck and logger jammed in draining my energy towards justifying how wrong someone or the situation was. The alternative which many do is spend years judging and staying stuck, justifying, like I say, that someone else is, is the, in the wrong. And this is what actually keeps people from 
rising and stepping up to the leaders that they are and doing what it is and living the life they want. I worked with another man in a similar situation. I mean, he was at a company. He hired the, the company actually hired me to coach their established and their, some of their rising leaders. And when I met with him, I recall saying out loud, my goodness, you are seriously a diamond in the rough. I've never said that about anybody. I only said it about him. And it, there, were, there were reasons for that. And it was basically how he was unseen and wasn't recognizing me. Extremely smart, extremely talented, high contributor. But I noticed how judgmental he was about the organization. And he wasn't being asked to lead at the levels he wanted. He was judgmental and angry that he was overlooked. And he was in particularly judgmental of a couple leaders. And I asked him if he noticed how much judgment he had. And he said he did. He had already justified all of the reasons why they were in the wrong. And then I asked him how his judgment made him feel. And he said, irritated and frustrated. I'm angry. At times, I'm even sad. And it's been going on for years. I asked him how he felt. Like, what did this feel deep down? What did it mean to him? And he said that he felt unseen. When I asked him if he'd had that feeling in the past and where he had had it, he said specifically he remembered a time in his life where something had had happened and he was able to get very specific where he'd gone unnoticed at a time where he could have flown. And I asked him if he could see where he was doing the very thing just as I had asked myself that, he, you know, that, that the organization was doing to him. And he did. He was not using his voice. He wasn't raising his hand. He wasn't asking for what he wanted. He wasn't touting or sh- displaying his talents. He wasn't seeing or appreciating himself. And as a result, all of that judgment that he was slinging was coming back to him. And that is the boomerang effect. Fast forward one year and he has not only been asked to represent the company in the most visual manner before its shareholders. He was promoted. He's given a 90% bonus and further compensation. He was asked to stay on and to sign a contract to stay on. And that is the power of releasing our judgments. I was in a conversation with a man I just met in the past seven days. And he, he described his work's going better than ever. His first company has had record-breaking months and quarters. He's just started another company and it's already showing profits. The problem is, and the reason he come to talk to me is that he's working very long hours. And in these moments, he has not been present with his family. And specifically, he said his wife said that this isn't going to continue to work. And he felt punched in the gut. And he knows something has to change. And that was the reason for his initiating, considering some lifestyle changes. But what I also noticed in our conversation is that he was very judgmental of his spouse. And I could see that what was happening is that while she was judging him, he was feeling pain that was being brought up from some past circumstances. And now they were making the connection even worse. They were killing the connection. The chasm was getting bigger when he needed it and 
wanted to know how to make it smaller. And that's what happens when we, we feel attacked or we feel threatened or we feel some pain. Another response, if we didn't feel that, if we had our own self-love and we had wounds that were not being triggered is that we would just be neutral and we would be able to think, you know, cognitively and with our cortex to understand what our solutions and opportunities and options might be. But with judgment, that breaks us down. We go immediately and are hijacked as uh, the emotional intelligent book written by Daniel Goldman stated or identified it as we're hijacked and we go into judgment and we can't see clearly. That's what judgment does. And that's why it kills our connection. This is why it's so important, like forgiveness being a gift that you give yourself, releasing judgment is a a gift that you give yourself so you aren't burdened and drained by maintaining your anger and your judgment any longer. So if you're judging another person or situation, here's some steps that you can take. We've just gone through them. Observe your judgments and do it in a way that doesn't make you wrong. Don't start judging yourself for judging that you have judgments. Be an observer. Agree to look at the judgment without judging yourself. I was able to do this for others, but notice I couldn't do it for myself. I got so irritated that I was judging. So then it just got into a continual perpetual cycle of self-loathing. Notice who you're judging. Notice how it makes you feel to be judging them. Ask yourself, what is painful about this situation that's reminding me of something I have felt in the past? Ask yourself if you're doing the same thing you're judging the other person for. The next step is to give compassion to you and the other person. Give compassion instead of judgment. Give love instead of fear. Right? That is the antidote to judgment. Be able to see that situation or that person in a new light. And finally, imagine that you have eliminated this judgment and that the whole challenge has been overcome. And what would it feel like to have eliminated the judgment And what ideas then would you have to move toward your ideal outcome? This may be in a relationship you have with a family member, maybe in a judgment or a problem that you have with your spouse. Maybe it's with your children. You know, one of the easiest places, I go on a little bit of a a side here, for us to judge because these are younger, our children are working on things and they obviously at times are not as, you know, experienced or practiced in their things. So it's times where we're better than them, obviously. And so it's very easy when there's someone that's doing something worse than you are to be able to judge them. Know that when you're judging another, you're, there is some part of you that you are pushing away. Every time you're judging someone, you're projecting outwards what you're actually feeling about yourself. It's a major reflection And it's an opportunity to use judgment in a really positive way to expand your self-awareness. And we all know not only do leaders need to be connected, but leaders need to be self-aware. Least fulfilled, bold leaders do. Positive, strong leaders, great leaders do. Recently, myself, when I had a judgment attack, I went on, like I said, judging myself. We are not going to completely 
eliminate judgment. I think I need to make that point clear. Your goal is just simply to reduce the amount of time that you sit in it, to notice it when it's happening, to reduce the lag time between noticing the primitive response that's happened and then moving it to work through steps, not of just from a feeling of a fight or flight or a hijacking, but that you're actually conscious as you do it, as you move through the steps that I'm giving you. Realize that if another person is behaving in a way that's not in line with your expectations or your values or what you want, remember that this has more to say about them than it does you. Don't take it personally. What does have to do with you is how you respond. That says a lot about you. You're responsible for 100% of 50% of the relationship, right? Before you get into fixing another person, fix and observe and be conscious of what it is that needs to be done on your own half. Yes? When you're neutral to a situation or behavior that's unbecoming, whether the other person's judgmental or they're angry or mean or unloving, or they've done something that, you know, even quantifiably maybe seems, you know, in error. If you're able to be neutral through it, if it doesn't bring something up, then what you know is that you have healed you in this area, that you do have enough self-love, you have self-esteem, you're not taking it personally, you're not taking it as a primitive threat. It's hard to acknowledge, but we judge others because there's some aspect of ourselves that we don't like. That's different maybe to hear, but we really are rejecting a part of ourselves. When we can give unconditional love, and and that might be something that you want to practice, can I give unconditional love all day? Can I Can I accept and not move into simply responding and reacting from a threat statement all day long? You know, on those occasions, though, when we notice ourselves repeating this same mistake of judging with whomever it is, even our casual acquaintances, we can stop and we can observe our thoughts before we react. And we can become aware that we're operating from our past experiences and not the present moment. That's an evolved and conscious leader. Here are a couple ideas on how to do this in the moment and I, I think we've already identified the first, the, is to let go of judgment is really easy when we recognize that holding on to things doesn't bring us what we want. When you really see no value in holding on and recycling it, that is when we can put down our judgment and give ourselves over completely to compassion or to love. It's really the only way to be truly happy. Recycling it. And I always see that the more, you know, defensive, the more I have to justify, the more I have to prove something. Ooh, that's when I know I'm in a, a real big judgment jail. And I know that I need to stop and say, Rita, oh my, what are you afraid of? And what insecurity is this bringing up for you? It's like I said, it says more about me than it does the other person, regardless of what they've done. Taking care of my 100% of 50% of the relationship is my job. So one, acknowledge that recycling it does not take care of it and doesn't bring me the peace or that I desire. Second is to give compassion. And one way to give compassion is to see that person that you're judging as, as a small child, perhaps that they weren't cared for in the same way that you were, 
or they were wounded at some point. Imagine that that person's behavior is a sign that they are calling out for love and see it as a call for help and give it to them. That is our job when we judge something is to say, that's just a cry for help, that unbecoming way that they're being. The third way to release judgment is one that can, you know, can be used in a very brief amount of time, which is what I appreciate about it. But it's, it's when you are, you know, maybe you're meeting with someone, maybe it's a parent that challenges you. Maybe it's a, a meeting, an important meeting, but there's something that you're judging within that. Imagine that all your judgment and your anger and your guilt, they're getting placed on a hot air balloon. Put it all on the hot air balloon and watch the hot air balloon going out to sea. And once you see it out there, the next step is the most important, which is to notice how you feel. You know, how do I feel now that all of that has left me? And that's when it's time to go into the meeting or the interaction and bring that part of you. That exercise was done with a client before she had a very difficult conversation and interaction, reunion, I would say, with her mother after five years. And she saw all of that being released, all of that judgment that she'd been holding on to leave. And in that way, she was able to go in and reunite with her parent and have a more peaceful interaction. And it was one in the, during this person's last year of life. This is the other thing I think is really important is to see and talk to the other person at their highest level. How would you respond if you were operating from your highest self and they were operating from their highest self? as opposed to operating based on the circumstances, operate from your highest vision and speak in that way. I use that especially when I'm talking to my children and it feels very easy to get into the role of judging them or what I would call constructive criticism, which is just another word for fault finding and judging that I like to call myself on. And so in that way, what, what I do instead is I can see, I see talking to them at their highest level and me bring my highest level. And in that way, I show up and without the judgment that I may have carried or could. Throughout the day, when you're tempted to judge yourself or attack yourself with your thoughts, say to yourself, I want to experience peace of mind right now. I'm letting go of my judgments and I'm choosing peace instead. I am letting go of judgment and I am choosing peace instead. That is a choice that we make. Here's the thing. you We always need to be clear of our intention because when you ask yourself your intention of your communication, you'll be able to, you know, move and see the faulty foundation that you might be starting on because oftentimes we want to go have a conversation or an interaction. Is that interaction, is what your outcome to Fault find, is it to punish? Is it to shame? Or is it to build up? Is it to heal? Is it to, to resolve? That's what's curious. Be, call yourself on what your intention is. Justifying our judgment is not a sign of strength. It reflects our weakness. I used to think that those who were able to go on and bloviate and espouse all the reasons that they've justified their, their judgment was a sign of their strength. Oh my. 
what a wake-up call that was. It reflects actually our level of insecurity, our fear, our low self-esteem. And when you can call it out like that and see it, you can get pretty quick at, at noticing this in your world. A question I get asked a lot is how do I give constructive criticism then, or let's call it constructive feedback, if I'm not allowed to judge or discern? And those things are different. Discernment is definitely different than judgment. You're able to be able to sit in neutral space. The very easy answer to that question that I always say is that the answer lies in your intention when you communicate it. Don't mistake constructive criticism for something different than judgment. The distinction lies in your intention, like I just said. Is your intention compassion and empathy or love? You can say difficult things. You can discern and make distinctions about things for people when your intention is love. I say difficult things all of the time, but people know that my intention is love. Actually, the most loving thing you can do sometimes is is say the most difficult thing that others aren't willing to say, because that's when healing can begin. So much more is possible when we stop judging. Our world opens up to us. Our creativity opens up. Our willingness to follow through, our performance increases, leadership and impact is enhanced. And there's all kinds of opportunities that we see that are already there that we haven't seen because our judgment has blocked us from seeing them. We have been trained to believe that anger occurs because we've been attacked That's why we think that we're judging, because we have been attacked. We also assume that to counterattack or to counterjudge is justified in return, and that we're responsible to protect ourselves. I want you to remind yourself that judgments do not bring us peace of mind, and justifying our anger doesn't really actually protect us. You'll notice this if you pay attention. It doesn't make us freer. It certainly doesn't build our connection. I'm going to give you a call to action now. I want you to be willing not to make a judgment against anyone you meet or even think about the judgment this week. See everyone you meet or see and extend love to them. See and give them compassion, especially when they're not at their best state. And if someone happens to trigger you, see them as in need of sending out a call for help and for you to give them love. That's your call to action. I am so glad to be back with you. My passion is helping you build your most important work that matters to amplify your impact and to live the life you design. My mission is to transform 1,000 fulfilled, bold leaders and to have each one of them go on to create and build a 1,000 more. You can help me do that just this week by halting your judging, halting your judging of yourself as well, and instead send compassion to you and to others There's certainly a ton of people in the world that need it, a ton of those who you come in contact with. I am honored to have you here. I will see you next week at the same time. I hope this has been helpful and supportive. Bye-bye. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. 
go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. 